TechFan Podcast number 364. I am Tim Robertson, cricketless, uh, here with David. You know, I, I've had times that, you know, I've got to, I've got to work or I didn't feel good. Although I don't remember the last time I didn't do it because I didn't feel good. Um, but that was a first. Yeah. I, as I said to you last week, it was probably your conscience. You had a lot mm-hmm. to say. <laughs> you had yeah. a, lot to, a lot of loud stuff to say. I, I started to listen to the last episode, and then I didn't finish it. So I still haven't listened to your stuff about the uh, Surface. Right, okay. I was that, but, that was that exciting, was I? Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's It's been a very busy week at work and home and everything in between. It's that time of year when things... I, I think when, when you come out of the summer holidays... All of a sudden, things crank up again into a mad frenzy before the uh, before the end of the year holidays. Well, Tuesday of this last week was the kids' first day of uh, school. They yeah. always start. Michigan law says you can't start school nowadays until after Labor Day. Right. It's their boost to tourism. Okay. Whether it works or not, I don't know. But you know, when the kids first get out for summer vacation. Uh, it's nice. Ah, the kids are home, and you know you can do stuff. Towards the end of summer, you're like, school really does need to start soon. Yeah. <laughs> no, and you re- the thing is as well is you rem- when you're a kid, the the summer holidays just seem to be huge. Yep. They just you know it was this vast time that stretched out in front of you. When you're an adult, they just fly by. Yep. Yeah. So, so I did get some stuff done last weekend, just not the podcast. Uh, two big projects happened last week. Uh, number one, our dishwasher started making just this god-awful racket. It was still cleaning, but it was it was getting worse and worse. And sometimes it's not worth fixing something. Just replace it. Because I figured by the time I had someone come out, take a look at it, order the part, get it fixed, I could probably buy a new one. Yeah, certainly. Most times, whenever I've done that, it's taken... Six to eight weeks before the parts arrive. Yeah, exactly, and that's if the parts that you arrive that you ordered Thick arrives it. and and that fixes it. Yeah, which is never a guarantee. Uh, so, you've heard of Sears, of course. I have. That's where, so the, Sears, that's where the Brady Bunch likes to go for a a trip out. Yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> um, Showing your 1975 colors. <laughs> so, <laughs> wouldn't it be funny if that was the year that episode came out? <laughs> yeah. um, they're a struggling company. And it looks like they're probably going to go away permanently in the very near future. But there is something called a Sears outlet um, 35 miles away or so. It's Kalamazoo where I work. Uh-huh. And Sears Outlet is where they send their merchandise that they didn't sell in a store for one reason or another. Appliances are usually, that's where the floor demos go to get sold. Yeah. Uh, or they may be, um, you know, the store unboxed one and it's got a small dent in it. Well, they, then they can't sell it in the store, so they'll send it to the outlet store. And you can look on Sears Outlet and search your area to find out where it is and what they have in stock. So sure enough, I jump on there because this is where I got my stove. I think I got my stove there. I got something there recently. And they have dishwashers. And I found a really nice Samsung dishwasher. And I don't like Samsung as a company, but, you know, price was right. For It was regular $800. They're selling it for that at regular Sears stores. They had one for two twenty three, and the picture didn't look like there was anything wrong with it. So I thought, well, that's a good price. So I bought it sight unseen. Two days later, uh, the earliest I can get there last Saturday, I go and pick it up, mm-hmm. and it takes him a while to find it. When he finally does, the guy pulls it, uh, tips it, so I can get a dolly underneath it. Yeah. And wires are just dangling out of it. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm like, I, I can't take this, man. This thing's... It, it's one thing if it's a little dent. This thing's been wrecked. I yeah. mean... And he agrees. He's like, oh, wow. So we still put it on a dolly. He wants to push it to the front 
because we're in the back, like the loading area. Yeah. This is a huge building. We we take it all the way out to the floor. So he could show the manager and see what the manager wants to do. Mm-hmm. And as we're dialing this thing, wires are literally dragging on the ground behind it. I don't know what happened to this thing, but someone wrecked it, man. They yeah. just wrecked it. So the manager takes look, one look at it and looks at the two of us and says, just find another one. <laughs> so, of course, we go over there and we find another one. Well, this was marked such a cheap price because of the damage that had been done to it. Yeah. I mean, it's three quarters of price off. I mean, you can't beat that. Yeah. And <laughs> the ones that they've got out front are like $400. But he loads one up on a dolly and shows the manager. Manager just kind of glances the same model and he says, yep. And he goes, okay. Cool. And we walk back, load it in my truck and I leave. Mm. So those ones to the front are like new ones? uh, Yeah. Well, they're also got little scuff marks or something like that on them. Yeah. Uh, None of them are brand new. None of them are in a box. They do sell brand new ones as well. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, probably overstock from other stores or some of the steer, steer stores that's already closed. But this one was also an open box, and there's like a little ding on the front, maybe two little dings, where like someone hit it with another appliance. It's a metal front, you know, uh, but I don't care about a little ding. I mean, especially when I can get an $800 dishwasher for 200 or 225 bucks. Yeah, exactly. I mean... <laughs> If it was like, okay, you could buy this one at this price, but, you know, it, it doesn't dry the dishes or something, <laughs> that might be like, eh, no, nah, I don't want that. I'd rather spend more. But mechanically, it's perfect. Now, it takes twice as long to wash the dishes as the last one, but you you almost can't hear her operating. It's so yeah. quiet. And the, the first time we used it, we pull out the dishes. Wow. It cleans so much better than... I didn't realize the other one was probably failing on multiple levels because it wasn't... I had to really pre-wash my dishes before I put in the dishwasher, at which yeah. point it's like, well, why don't I just wash them by hand then? Yeah. Spending all this time scrubbing these dishes before I put in the dishwasher is kind of stupid. Um, not so this one. So I'm, I'm quite happy with that purchase. It's always good to get a bargain, particularly when uh, karma goes your way. So that was the one thing I did. And the other thing I did was I finally, you might remember this, uh, almost a year ago, I bought a generator. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I do. Uh, It's been sitting in the box the whole time. Mm -hmm. And I finally took that out of the box and assembled it. Well, it's not much to assemble. Although I did get a roller thing to go with it, so you can just roll it around. Uh Um, What a pain in the ass. The, the Chinese factory that put this big metal brace in must have used a, a, a power wrench or something to torque the bolts down so tight that I couldn't break it loose. I, I grabbed my big wrench with the crowbar. I couldn't break the nuts loose on half of them. Wow. So I literally had to get my Dremel tool and cut the bolts. That's ridiculous. That was ridiculous. Yeah. Could not believe it. I've I've never experienced bolts that were that freaking and, tight. And those brace braces are there just to protect it when it's shipped. Yeah. Yeah, you don't yeah. want the motor to be moving around yeah. or anything um, in shipping because oh, for obvious reasons. Uh, you, but you I, to, I couldn't believe it. It's not so bad nowadays. We used to get that in uh, tire shops that they would use the uh, air air wrench to put the put the uh, the nuts back in when they changed the tire. And then if you were ever stuck on the side of the road with a flat. <laughs> Kind of, you needed to be the incredible halt to try and get the nuts off. That's pretty much what this was. <laughs> yeah. it, it was ridiculous. I could not believe how tight. I, I, I was cursing at this. I'm just like, I. This is ridiculous. Why? How? Why? And of course, you're also cursing yourself because if, you, if you'd have found that the first weekend you bought it, you could have taken it back and returned it. <laughs> well, but the the issue there, however, was um, uh, I bought it online. Right. From Amazon, of all places. Yeah, but Amazon would have taken it back. Um, yeah, but, I mean, this is a great big heavy yeah, thing. I mean, you, you... If, you return, if you return stuff from Amazon, particularly the bulky stuff, they normally have an option for them to come pick it up. So they, you would have printed a label, put it on the box, and they would have come taken it away. That's true. Yeah, that's what yeah. they do. But you can't do that a year later. 
Here, here, I'll send you a picture of because uh, I thought this would be a kind of a fun thing for Cole to help me with, and so he actually helped me put this together. Right. So, what are you uh, going to use this generator for? It's for, and uh, I don't know why I just sent the same picture twice. <laughs> um, delete for everyone. There we go. You should see the picture see now, of Cole and I putting it together. Uh, it's for when we lose power. Right. So. We live in an area that frequently, not as frequently as I make it out to some, two or three times a year we'll lose power. And the power can go out from anywhere from 10 minutes to, you know, 10 days. And usually it's because of heavy storms, winds, tornadoes, that sort of thing. Um, the biggest, the, here's the biggest problem when it, when it happens. It always happens in really hot weather. Mm-hmm. And the, refrigerator will stop working yeah so all your food goes bad and it's also hot weather so you're sweating to death in the house no air conditioning Mm -hmm. so it's for those two reasons so i can plug in my refrigerator and air conditioner and that's it i can also charge a phone if need be uh, but that's really the two main reasons i could plug those two things in and it's still bearable and i could eat so our stove is a gas stove, so I can always right. light that with a lighter. So uh, let me just figure out how this works, because obviously you can't plug this into your house supply and fire up all the sockets. It, it, does it have sockets on it that you plug things? Yes, into? it does. Yeah. Yep. Okay, but if you want to plug your fridge in into it, doesn't it have to be in your kitchen? No. So what happens is that's one of the reasons that you, as you're looking at this picture, yeah, um, you see the wheel on the ground, yeah. By the way, to the right of that's the bottom of the uh, dishwasher that I had just taken out to. Right. Um, no, it, it, it's on rollers. It goes in my shed. When you lose power, you grab this. I wheel it out to my driveway. Uh, you start it like a lawnmower. Yeah. You pull a rip cord. Uh, it's got a big gas tank in it, and it runs for about eight hours. And so it sounds like a small lawnmower, mm-hmm. and you run an extension cord or two from it, to your appliance in the house. Right. Because you can't have this in the house. I mean, it's... No, exactly, yes, because it's a gas engine. Yeah. So you just run an extension cord from the refrigerator and the AC, because we have window ACs. We don't have central air. Right. You just run an extension cord to them. Cool. Yeah. So does everyone have them on these in your area? Very few. Yeah? No, very few. You always are very jealous like the last time we had a power outage that lasted for almost uh, 24 hours, and it was a really hot day, um, I could hear two or three of them running within, you know, audio distance. And I was wow. jealous. I was like, oh, I really need to get one of those. And I think I spent like 250 bucks for it, and it was regular, way over 600 bucks. Yeah. So it's... You know, you got to do the cost analysis. Is this thing going to be worth to save whatever amount of groceries you have in the refrigerator? Yeah, debatable. You know, I'd probably have to lose power 10 times before to make up the difference. But to me, more importantly, is the AC will be running. Yeah. And the house will be bearable to be inside. This house was built in 1890, you know. Yeah. Uh, it gets quite warm inside when the AC goes off. So, it was worth it to me. And also, you've got peace of mind. Yeah. You've got peace of mind that actually you've got something that can cover anything you want to do. Because obviously, you can plug anything into it. So, um, yeah, I could take this to a remote location and have electricity. Yeah. And and that's kind of nice. But yeah, it was a. That picture is Cole and I putting the the wheels and the struts on it. Uh huh. uh, So it can have its little cart that it rolls around on. But. You know, I I cannot believe how tight those bolts were. It was unbelievable. I I don't know why they would make it so tight. Well, maybe it was towards the end of the day. The guy guy was rushing. Never never buy the one that was built, the last one on a Friday. Yeah. Um, You know what? People say nowadays that with modern manufacturing, that's not a thing. It is. A Friday car. But, yeah, I'm pretty sure it is. What else is going on with you? Uh, let's see. So um, I found out this week that I'm going uh, to take my mom back to the States in November. 
Oh, so uh, she uh, remember I did this last year, but last year we went. Yeah, last year we, we did a week to New York, um, and I thought normally we would. She doesn't go to New York because she lives in Florida, and she doesn't drive and she doesn't fly. So going to New York is not particularly helpful to her. She did it last year because we were going to a, a family event in New York, and then somebody came from Florida and picked her up and drove her back down. So. I was assuming I wouldn't be able to do it this year because she'd be going direct to Miami and the, the ships to Miami take two weeks, not one week. And uh, so, I, I, you know, I'd already said to her, I said, oh, I don't think I can do that. I don't think my uh, wife would be pleased for me to go away for two weeks. But uh, she, <laughs> anyway, I mentioned this and she said, yeah, you should go. <laughs> so, so I am. Awesome. So, uh, I'm going to go to New York, uh, to Boston, um Cape Canaveral and Miami on over a two-week two-week trip. Uh, That'd be fun. Yeah, and then I'm going to spend a couple of days in Florida, go and go visit where my dad's buried as well. So uh, yeah, that that'll be a nice trip. And um, Cape Canaveral would be cool. Yeah, well, I, I we did last time we all went out as a family to visit my mother, which was probably about eighteen months ago. We went up to Cape Canaveral to the thing there, and it's really really good. I mean, it, it's if anybody listening ever gets a chance to go. If you if you went as a kid, and you, and you think, oh, you, yeah, it was interesting, but it was kind of boring. It's just a bus ride out to the building and the, the rocket pad and everything. No, it's nothing like that now. They have they have the original the, well, the the last flying shuttle Discovery actually mounted right. in the whole building, and you can go right up to it. You can see every single detail, and it's mounted kind of half on its side, so you can get really up close to it. There's all this stuff. There's a simulator there that shows you how the shuttle flies, how it lands. Um, they've really they've spent a lot of money, and they've really turned it into kind of a, a feature attraction. They also have um, the Saturn V rockets for the Apollo landings. They used to have those outside on their side, and they've now again built a whole center around it. Um, so it's suspended up in the ceiling. You can see it up real close, and then you can, you know, you can see the uh, simulation of the moon landing, you can touch moon rock, there's um, all the history of the lunar program, it's it's a really really great day out, and, very, and very, actually compared to what you spend at someone like Disney or Universal it's a very good value for money as well um, and you still get the bus tour, you still get to go out and see the launch pads and the vehicle assembly building and everything but the thing is now there's much more to see because SpaceX are there and uh, Blue Origin are there so these are these two private companies that are, are launching you know, SpaceX obviously is Elon Musk company the day I was there they'd just done a launch and a landing because the SpaceX rockets come back to the landing pad um, yep. and we actually saw them loading the the booster back onto a lorry to take it off to be refurbished you know so there's it's, a lot, uh, lot more going on it, it's really cool because for people like us the tech people the tech fans of the world Cape Canaveral has a mysticism, a mysticism around it, but not in a religious type of yeah. connotation. It's it's where engineering and science came together and did something amazing. That, quite honestly, it's it's the SpaceX's of the world that's doing that now. But before it was, you know, um, it was amazing. Yeah, it's it's too bad we're not there anymore. And, and it's still, yes, I mean, it really captures that feel um, because it's all original stuff. You get to go and they simulate an Apollo launch where you're in um, one of the control rooms and they've kind of wired it all up so that the, uh, launch, the launch control is like this guy's still there running the desks as they run That's through cool. the counter and everything else. It's, it's, it's extremely well done. It really was. Even my mother, who's not really into technology at all, um, and and you know she was I mean I was I was uh, you know it was a few few months after I was uh, before I was born that was the first lunar landing um, so she remembers watching it live on TV um, you know even even she was was massively impressed by it and said oh we've got to come and do this again someday it's it's really really good so um, sounds cool yeah it, it was it was great great time you have to send some pictures this time uh, yeah probably, you know what. Probably, I've probably got pictures from the last time because you know, I'm one of these people. I go on vacation, I take loads of pictures, and then I never get around to actually doing anything with them. So they're probably still sat in a memory card somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> what you ought to do is figure out how to record on your uh, iPhone and call ahead and set up interviews with the people who run the facility. Yeah, I guarantee you they do it. 
Yeah, I'm sure they would. Yeah. Hey, uh, we'd like to come in and, and, you know, sit down with you guys for a half hour and talk about the facility and what you guys are offering for a tech fan. And they'd be like, sure. When are you going to be here? Yep. It, it's, it's, people think that it's difficult to get interviews with people because remember, OWC Radio, I had interviews with a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And people would ask, how do you get these people to do interviews? I ask. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. You ask. That there's no magic sauce. You, you call them up or you send them an email and, you know, you're sincere. And it helps when you have an actual product that you're going to promote that on. In this case, a, a show that's been running for eight years. Um, but, yeah, that would be kind of cool. I but you're on vacation. Well, I'll see what I can do. That'd be I'll, fun, I'll, man. I'll, I'd, I'll, I'd love to hear something like I'll, that. I'll send out a few exploratory emails and see. I'm not. The, the difference is with with private people, they're perfectly willing to give up your time. With NASA, which is a, a government agency, I'm not so sure whether uh, it's going to be that easy. But I will try. I think it's easier than you think. I mean, yeah. they all they have departments that handle this, and and a, a company or a, a, um, a government organization like NASA requires government funding. And one of the ways they do that is with positive PR. Yeah. So don't be so surprised. Don't well, don't be I'm, surprised if, if you get I'm, someone pretty high up. I won't be, and I will try. So um, on and off, I play video games. It's, it's well documented. By the way, I got an email from somebody uh, not too far away. Mm-hmm. Uh, college student, I believe. Uh, sent me an email because he found the not new video games yeah. website. I haven't posted there in forever, but every now and then I keep thinking I should write something and post it or something, but I haven't. Uh, he found my uh, Super Pac-Man posts where I found the Super Pac-Man a few years ago and Chad Perry and I went up to Grand Rapids and picked it up and I got it working and then I got bored with just the same one game and I put the 16-1 board in there instead. Yeah. I still play it. Not often, but often enough that I like it sitting there. Let's, let's face it, that's what you really wanted to generate for, wasn't it? Yeah, it is. You've got to <laughs> play some Pac-Man. Actually, it doesn't take much power to play that thing. It's just an LCD monitor and a 12-volt power supply. Yeah. Uh, basically, this guy wanted to know if I'd be willing to sell it. All right. Yeah. I, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he just basically asked, would you consider selling it? And I never really thought about selling it before. Uh, it's never even crossed my mind. I thought, oh, maybe do I want to sell this? Because I'd rather have like a Miss Pac-Man machine rather than a Super. I have no anything for Super Pac-Man. It's, does anybody really? No. Well, this guy is. He said it's his favorite arcade well, game of all time. Yeah, but the, the, yeah, I mean, it's not. It's not one of the well most well-known ones. No. No. I would rather have uh, a, Pac- a Pac-Man or a Miss Pac-Man or. You know, one of the more popular games. I'd still have the 16-1 board in it because there's no one game that I'd rather have in here and only ever play that game. Yeah. Although Burger Time and Miss Pac-Man would probably be the two that I would leave original and not touch. Mm-hmm. Um, the Neo Geo, on the other hand, I'd probably sell that in a heartbeat because I never play it. Yeah. It's there. It's I have no emotional connection with it. So I'd rather a, a Tempest or a Super or a Star Wars game. Does there. the Neo Geo have Super Pac-Man on it? No. No, it's a shame, because otherwise you could have palmed it off on this guy. <laughs> That's right. He's, no, the probably, Neo Geo, he's probably listening, the, and he's probably... Well, I hope he's laughing. Well, the Neo Geo <laughs> Tim, is... Tim would, never, Tim would never rip somebody off. That's not, no. what, he, that's not who he is. The, the Neo Geo is an original Neo Geo cabinet. Right. I, I haven't modified it other than... Because Neo Geo used cassette-based games. Right. Um, I took out the game that was in there... Uh, and I put in a 161, I think, and one cartridge in it. So it's got 161 different games. But no Super Pac-Man on it. No. And and they're all fighting games for the most part. Or I just don't have any emotional connection to the games that are on it. Yeah. There's a couple that I, I like fine. But I can play those games at any time I want with my Retro Pie. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, getting back to the video game thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I bought a new video game to play, which is the first new video game I think I bought since Super Mario on uh, on the Switch. Yeah. And I bought uh, Spider-Man for PS4. I thought you would. 
I was going to ask you because I've seen reviews of it and um, I thought this sort of game is right in Tim's wheelhouse well uh, from what I've read it's like I th- personally I think the the Batman Arkham uh, Asylum or Arkham City yeah or whatever it was the called. Arkham series there was Arkham Asylum yeah. Arkham City Arkham they're really good games oh yeah I mean I like the fighting style I like the I, there's nothing about those games I didn't like. I thought they were excellently done. Yeah. And this looks kind of like a Marvel Arkham game. Yeah. Um, in New York City, so it's a real location rather than the Batman stuff that's all made up. And it has that open world feel like exactly. I really, really like. Yeah. And it's third person. I like the third person much better. I like to see my character. Yeah. And everything I saw, even the story mode, you know, the, the cut scenes and stuff. Looked really, really good. So I I downloaded it. And I'm maybe not quite an hour into playing it. And I think I've gone through maybe two missions. Uh-huh. And now I'm just kind of swinging around the city. It's I like Batman better as far as how you control him. You point the thing, you push the button, and he flies over there. Right? Yeah. Spider-Man's all the swinging stuff. I can't seem to... Maybe I just got to spend more time with it, but it seems more chaotic. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to go there, and there's no clear-cut way to get there. I got to swing, and then I overshoot it, and then I turn around, but he doesn't go quite where I think he's going to. Uh, the fighting the fighting is really well done. Mm-hmm. Uh, once you start getting good at it and which buttons to push when, it's very fluid, and you can put these cool combinations together. But the graphics are amazing. Uh, the voice acting is top-notch. Um, and it's based on the comic book. It's not based on the movie. Right. And I think that's, honestly, for a video game, probably the way to go. Um, I like it. It's pretty good so far. I uh, This is one of the first games I've seen in a long time that really kind of made me wish I could upgrade to a next-gen console. Mm-hmm. Um, but I can't, so... And, and Alexander, of course, is all over it, so he, he also would, would love to have it. And you can have multiple save games on there too, like seven. Yeah. But it's pretty cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm digging it. Yeah, hopefully one day I'll get good internet and then I can get um, a, a next gen console. At the moment, I can't, so it's a non-starter. Yeah, yeah, and that's a shame. However, I did buy I, this I, digitally, though. You bought it, yeah, but but that that would be the problem. Even if well, I my- even if I bought the game on a disc in the store as soon as I fired up my PS4 it will want to download god knows how many gigs of patches and it'll be two weeks before I could play the game yeah so it's, yeah it's well I downloaded mine so there was no update yeah. um and it still took 12 hours to download uh, uh, I 12, mean it's yeah. it's, so what's, it's what's a massive it? game and 50 it was good at that? Uh, I think it was 78 gigs yeah 78 gigs 68 gigs somewhere in there no it was 48 gigs sorry um, it would get, it started out really fast. And then I think, uh, I think they were throttling me yeah. to be honest. Comcast. Yeah. That's the way it, it goes. It's got doggy slow for a long time. Yeah. They, they see what you're doing and they go, no, we can't have you doing that. No, we'll go slow you down. It's only going to be a matter of time before they do that. And then they're going to give you a service call where they say, you may have noticed we've, you've slowed down. Perhaps you can pay a bit extra to speed it up. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we can put you on the next yeah. Uh, payment plan. Yeah, that's right. Oh, I know you're at the business account level and you're spending all this extra money for unlimited, but, you know, that's not really true unlimited. Well, no, it, it, that's what they'll do. They'll take away all the gigabit caps. They'll, they will they will make it completely unlimited, with, but without net neutrality, they'll just make it dog slow because yep. then they've got a, a, a lever for, to cut, for them to come at you to take more money. You know, but net neutrality is not a big thing, guys. You know, Pie says so, so don't worry about it. Yep, it's it's not a thing. The competition will make it so they're all honest. Well, they've they've now announced apparently that if you're in a market with only one ISP, that's enough competition. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that's That's uh, enough. That's corporate America for you guys. No big surprise. So we do want to thank our sponsor, Otherworld Computing. They do have their biggest uh, back-to-school sale thing going on right now. That's honestly the time to buy. If you're looking for, like, a used Mac, they'll hook you up. And they got some really cool deals right now, David, in that you can get Parallels for free. You don't use Parallels, though, right? Uh, I, actually, I do now. 
I used to use the VM, I used to use VMware. Uh, yeah, because many, that's, you kept going to that VMware I conference did, all the time, and they always gave me a free copy, um, which was great. But um, one of the problems with VMware is that the last version would not run on what I considered to be still reasonable Macs. It was it was using some of the it insisted on using some of the latest technologies and some of the later chipsets, and so it wouldn't run on a Mac that was only maybe four or five years old. So at that point, I thought, well, that's dumb. So I got myself a copy of Parallels, which ran fine and actually ran better than VMware ever did. So Parallels um, is is a great program. If you need to run Windows or Linux or any other uh, Intel-based operating system on a Mac, then um, it's a great way of doing it. If you're getting it for free, that's a, that's a real deal. Yeah, it's an $80 value with yeah. OWC. Uh, like, for instance, they got a MacBook Air 13-inch for 619 That comes free with Parallels. I mean, hello. Yep. I like free. Um, yeah. <laughs> and for anybody thinking, silly. oh, well, it's a used one. Um, I should really buy a new one. Is You should not buy the new MacBook Air, new no. from Apple, because it hasn't been updated in four years. It, well, <laughs> and if you're also worried about, I don't know about buying a used Mac, I'm using a used Mac from OWC. Yeah. I, I, I have no problems with it. In fact, yesterday was the first day that I actually rebooted this Mac in probably three months. Mm-hmm. Well, not quite that long. The last time we... For those wondering about the sound audio quality, how it's gotten better, David's recording his end of the conversation and then sending me the file. Yeah. So I'm combining these two. Before, I was recording everything and just on my end. And we just kept running into that stupid whiny sound and couldn't figure it out. So this is the better solution. Plus, you sound better. Yeah, and also... Um... <laughs> Because we're doing it that way now, you don't hear the whiny sound. Whatever the yeah. whatever was in your wiring that was kind of looping me in was where the problem was. So, right. Well, of course, last week was a cricket. Yeah. Which, by the way, for uh, those wondering whatever happened to the quick cricket, it was loud. Um, it, it a cricket sound you can kind of tune out, but not really. You still hear it. And for me to record with a cricket somewhere nearby. I couldn't tell if it was in the office. It sounded like it was in the office or if it was in the dining room behind me. It's it. It's sound is almost omnidirectional. I can hear it now. <laughs> I can hear you it. You probably can. Um, there's one in the basement. Yeah, I can hear the one in the basement. Can you? Let me... <laughs> See, I can't, but the microphone might be picking no. up. Yeah, I, I just it stopped now, but I heard just heard, just while you were talking about the cricket, I could hear it. Obviously, yeah. what you've done is you've murdered the the uh, wife of the cricket that's in your basement. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So this cricket that was up here last a week ago, um, Julie was walking through my office and he was making his way across the carpeting. So she saw him, she snatched him up, and I actually took a picture and sent it to David. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was quite a big cricket too. Yeah. Uh, Julie de- then promptly deposited him into the turtle tank. And, you know, the circle of life. <laughs> so so the sad story is the cricket didn't make it. <laughs> the turtles, on the other hand, I didn't have to feed that day. So it, it, it all worked out fine. Uh, it's it's quite gruesome, to be honest, though. What, watching the, the turtles the, eat the cricket. Oh, well... The, we've got two turtles. We've had one turtle for oh, 15 years, and he's about the size of a small... Well, hmm. He's probably a good six inches in oh. diameter, maybe eight. Yeah. Uh, and he hasn't grown. Turtles will grow to their environment. Mm-hmm. Uh, the small one was about the size of an American quarter when we, Julie found him. Mm-hmm. And he would sit on top of the other turtle. Um, you know, cause we got like this little platform that they can go in when they're not in the water yeah. and the little one would always climb up on top of the little, big one and just kind of sit there. And I think the big one didn't like him at first, but you know, fine. Yeah. Uh, the smaller one now is about three quarters. Yeah. About four fifths the size of the big one. Now we've had him for a good 10 years and, uh, it's usually the big one that will get the crickets and stuff. And that was the case here. Uh, if if we find like a, a worm or a cricket, we always throw them in with the turtles. Mm-hmm. You know, um, 
he just basically saw it. It, it. You think of a turtle as being slow when they're going for a live little bug insect in their tank. They're not slow. Right. I mean, they strike really fast and he grabbed this cricket and then turned and looked at me and all the crickets, little legs are hanging out of its mouth. I was like, okay, yeah. didn't, didn't need to see. I, I got fish one day. Uh, they're called feeder fish and they're little fish, you know, mm-hmm. put them in with the turtles and it was a friggin' bloodbath. Yeah. Well, it was a scale bath. Let me put it that way. Cause there was all these stupid scales everywhere. The turtles just went, they were like predators, man. They just went at <laughs> it, was, it. It was like a piranha tank, was it? Oh yeah. These turtles were just like, yes, yes, mate. Chomp, <laughs> <laughs> chomp, chomp, chomp. Uh, there was one fish that escaped them for about a week. And he must have been the smartest of the bunch because he just, wherever the turtles were, he was on the other side keeping an eye on them. Mm-hmm. And I came down one morning and he was no longer there. So he must have got tired and uh, committed suicide and ran towards a turtle. <laughs> I'm going to take it. one of you with me. <laughs> Rah! <laughs> You'll never take our freedom. <laughs> Chomp. Uh, <laughs> uh, we didn't have a whole lot of things to talk about, but um, we, there's one that we've been holding for a while, and I still don't feel like talking about it because I just don't care. So don't talk about it then. Um, well, but well, the one that the one that I do like, three or four weeks after uh, we had originally discussed it, was Apple finally banned uh, Infowars app from the App Store. Yep. Why it took this long for them to ban it is absolutely dumbfounding. They kicked him off iTunes. Everybody else kicked him off their social media platforms. Um, the only thing this guy has left is his own hosted website. Which is as it should be. Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah, There's nothing means- wrong with all these companies banning hate yeah, speech. That means he's got his, yeah, he's got his free speech rights to be able to publish or say whatever he wants. He just yep. can't do it all over the internet. That's right. You have the right to free speech. You don't have the right to free speech standing on my front porch yelling at everybody. Yeah. Um, and that's basically what these companies did. They said, you know what? No, you're not welcome on our platform. Even Twitter and finally. Finally. Finally banned him. Um, I don't think Twitter wanted to, though. Yeah, well, Twitter doesn't really know what Twitter wants. That's Twitter's problem. Yeah. Well, Twitter, home of the trolls. Um. It really is. I, I, yeah, so, I, so Apple my, finally my wife, it. My wife said to me yesterday, she said, um, oh, do you still read this Twitter thing? I said, I don't do Twitter anymore because it's a cesspool. And, you know, I'm sure, don't get me wrong, I'm sure there are plenty of people listening who like Twitter, who use Twitter, who love Twitter. That's fine. But just for me, I find that I can't deal with it. There's too much stuff on there I don't want to deal with now. Um, I only use it to promote my Mac tech fan uh, and communicate with people directly. That's yeah. about it. I jump on every couple of days to see if there's any direct messages. Uh, Guy Cyril, for instance, he gets a little schizophrenic about when he lets, how he lets me know there's a new MyMac podcast ready to go. Sometimes it's on Facebook. He'll send me a direct message. Sometimes it's an email. Sometimes it's a direct message on Twitter. Um, podcast is ready. Um, I don't know why he does that. <laughs> email would be the best. But, yeah. You know, uh, so yeah, that's about the only thing I use it for. Uh, it's too much noise. It's too much hate. Uh, I don't care about hashtags. Um, it's good for some things. Like if you're having a problem with a product or a company and and you mention them, there's a good chance you will hear back from that company. Because uh, they monitor it. So yeah, but even that is not as good as it used to be. Because again, there's so many trolls hitting the. Um, the uh, the Twitter feeds of these companies, um, and there's there's also a lot of people who are quite unreasonable in their requests. So um, unfortunately, that means that your request has to stick out from the kind of the background noise. Otherwise, it might get missed. I, it's very interesting because I've I've started frequenting Reddit over the last few weeks, 
Oh, that's the original troll farm. Well, yeah, but here's the thing about Reddit. I mean, first of all, yeah, I'm very careful about where I go and, and what I say and what I do on Reddit. Um, and, uh, you know, you kind of follow the rules, which is you don't feed the trolls. So when you see a trolley comment, you normally don't respond. Uh, and then, certainly in the, in the subreddits I'm in, the moderators there are pretty good at at keeping that sort of stuff down. But every now and again, you'll get people who are, uh, you know, those typical indi- internet guys. Yeah, and at least the advantage of Reddit is you can you can have a relatively civilized conversation with some of these guys where you can actually do a little bit of back and forth. Uh, yep. and, and I normally do that, and then it was obvious if it's obvious that this is a person with entrenched opinions who isn't actually arguing for the sake of uh, coming to a conclusion, but is arguing because they think they're always right about everything. Then you can say, "Look, you know, I can see we're not going anywhere, and leave it." And um, and, and that's fine. You know, I, I find uh, certainly, certainly I find it odd that given Reddit's reputation, I'm able to have more intelligent conversations on there than I'm able to have on other places. I find Reddit's layout and underlying technology um, horrific. Oh, it is. Yes, don't get me wrong. It's not a great website at all. It, it, it seems like somebody could come up with something much better, but I haven't seen anything. Then again, I haven't really looked either. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about our uh, wiki trolling this week, and I this was inspired by me getting a new dishwasher, and it's Frigidaire. You've heard of Frigidaire. I have. So Frigidaire is a U.S. Uh, consumer and commercial home appliances brand. Uh, now they're owned by Electrolux. Who is a European that, company. Yep, yeah, but they weren't always that way. They were originally, believe it or not, not originally, because way, 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 way back in 1919... Uh, General Motors actually owned them, and they owned them from 1919 to 1979. That's a long period. Yeah. Uh, I remember, well, I've seen uh, uh, Frigidaire appliances that say, uh, I think I remember seeing it saying either product of General Motors or home environment division of, I think it just said product of General Motors. And I, I remember thinking that was kind of odd for a refrigerator that General Motors made a refrigerator. But uh, they started as their own company. General Motors bought them and owned them for many, many years. They Frigidaire actually made all the air conditioning systems for General Motors cars. Mm. Um, so they were uh, owned by General Motors for a very long time. Some of the companies first include the electric self-contained refrigerator, uh, September... 1918 in Detroit when that first came out. Think about that. Frigidaire was the first company to come out with an electric self-contained refrigerator. Wow. We we still use that product today. I wonder and if the it, one that was built then worked, probably. Uh, yeah, I wonder if it worked <laughs> the same way. Uh, I gotta imagine. I don't. I, how else do you build a refrigerator? I'm sure. Sure, these things. Have you have a compressor. You have Freon or Freon's equivalent of the time. You plug it in, and it just keeps everything inside cold. Yeah, it's probably. Um, I'd imagine today's chemicals are probably less environmentally unfriendly than what they had back then. But uh, yeah, I guess the principle must be the same. I bet the ones back then lasted a whole lot longer than the ones lasted today. Well, this isn't the same with with a lot of these, uh, particularly with American brands that were you know homegrown and very well engineered. Is yep. that the kind of the uh, the brand association of, of that? I'm I'm th- you know I'm thinking of uh, companies like Whirlpool, who the who the people who make the uh, mixers, KitchenAid, and stuff yep. like that. Yeah, they have this reputation as being massively over engineered, very well built, very solid, lasts forever. I think a, a lot of those brands nowadays they're trading on that reputation when in fact it's not really there anymore. Well, uh, KitchenAid's the the big mixers still are. Yeah. Those things are amazing. They're not inexpensive. We picked one up for dirt cheap once, and it's a tank. Yeah. I mean, it's just a tank. And then I saw one at a uh, kind of like a flea market type of place. They're selling it for $125, and it was built in the 60s, and I looked at it, and it's pretty much the same one that we just got five years yeah. ago. I mean, they haven't changed it. It's I. That's a company who made a product. It's widely adopted. It's not inexpensive, and they didn't change it just for change's sake. They didn't cheapen it up to make more money. Yep. So that's one I'll disagree with. They're well, although I have seen some of their other stuff, and it looks pretty plasticky, cheap stuff. 
But that mixer is still the real deal. But Frigidaire, like you said, you know, they they made stuff that just lasted. They they were also the first one to come out with a home food freezer. Important. They're the first company to come out with a room air conditioning. I can personally attest to that from what you heard earlier. That's room air conditioning is what we use. We have two. Well, technically, we have three of them. Uh, the 30-inch electric range, which is now the standard size of ranges. And coordinated, this sounds stupid, but it's actually kind of important, coordinated colors for home appliances. They bring a little bit of style into the kitchen. Yeah, and uh, still very popular today to have Extremely. appliances. Yeah. Uh, I think right now we have a... I think everything in our kitchen is almost all that uh, industrial metal look. Well, yeah, pick. kind of brushed brush steel. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's see. The, the stove is, the dishwasher is. I don't remember what the refrigerator is, but none of these things sit real close to each other. So yeah. I've never really cared. It's like, whatever. <laughs> you know, if if the micro, or if the, uh, oh, the microwave is that color too. If the dishwasher would have been a black one or a white one for that price, I'd have bought that. I don't care. Yeah. Um, so Frigidaire is, uh, Still going strong. I mean, think about this. It, it, they were, they actually, I think maybe General Motors did own them front in the beginning. Or no, they bought them within the first year because it was founded in 1918, and General Motors started owning them in 1919. Mm-hmm. So 1918, it is 2018. They've been a hundred years now, and they were founded as the Guardian Refrigerator Company in Fort Wayne, Indiana, which is really close to me. Uh, and their headquarters now is in Charlotte's, Charlotte, North Carolina. Uh, uh, products, clothes, washers and dryers, refrigerators, freezers, dishwasher, ranges, room air conditionings, dehumidifiers, and microwave ovens. Yeah, it's still, Electrolux, still so. very much an iconic, iconic um, American brand. And, and it is in that if I'm looking for something and it's a frigid air, I don't think twice about it. I go, oh, yeah, that's a good... And I did think twice when I saw the Samsung name on this one. I was like, ah, it's yeah. Samsung, though. I mean, I struggled with it for a good five minutes before I clicked the buy button on Sears Outlet. Mm-hmm. Because I really don't like Samsung. I really don't. I think that uh, they're a completely dishonest and, and untrust, untrustworthy brand uh, and company. Um But by the same token, it was like, yeah, at that price point, I mean, even if it's junk... I'm only out 225 bucks. Yeah. Uh, I'm pleased with it so far, obviously, but it, that's the one thing that I don't like that it's Samsung where frigid air, I wouldn't have thought twice. Yeah. Of course, I don't think I'd buy a frigid air phone. <laughs> the frigid air Android smartphone. Well, see, that's the thing though, David, when you think of a certain product class, there's usually one company in that class that does it better than everybody. And these companies like Samsung that make so many different things, I don't think they make any one thing great. They make a whole bunch of stuff adequate. Yeah, they are. Well, the thing is, Samsung is like the equivalent of General Motors. Yeah, it kind yeah, of is. It, but um, the difference is, is, whereas General Motors became like a, you know, an, an industrial conglomerate from kind of growth yeah samsung and all these uh korean they're called the chai bowls these uh they're all family owned they're you yeah. know they're a bit like nintendo nintendo is also a family-owned company um and each of them is is like uh is yeah it's like a massive family business and they will just do everything you know and i think that's where my I, look they don't have the greatest reputation with phones catching fire and copying everybody's industrial designs um but that being said, I don't know if I trust them. Yeah. And I had trepidation buying this product. But at the end of the day, obviously, I did. A lot of that was based on price. Uh, and then the other part was based on that I did get it at Sears. And if I have a problem, they're really good with returns. Yeah. Uh, plus, I mean, the way they treated me in the store was quite good. You yeah. know, they tried to sell me a product that was crap. But... In their defense, they get all of these things dropped off to them from other uh, outlet or from other stores, and probably no one saw that this thing was damaged. Well, I would imagine what happened with that is that somebody got it home, tried to do something with it, 
realised it was all even realised it was broken, tried to fix it, wires no. all hanging out of the bottom, and then then returned it. Said Doesn't no, because it's got a, it's got a covered bottom. It looks like somebody with um, a moving tool like a dolly. Yeah. Got underneath it at the wrong angle, broke uh, the plastic, and and chopped some of the wires. Right. That's what it looks like. Because there was a piece of the plastic that was still connected, a couple of the wires dangling and dragging behind it. Mm-hmm. So I think it was done at a store. I don't think anyone ever owned it. Um, and it could have been, you know, someone putting it on display and moving it incorrectly and damaging it or something like that. Um but it's Sears, as long as they're still in business, which I have doubts about. Um, I'm pretty confident that if anything does happen, it's going to be covered. They'll take care of it. So, But Frigidaire, I, I wouldn't have hesitated for a second. At that price point, for all the features, I'd have clicked Im- I, immediately I would have bought it, yeah. whereas I didn't with the Samsung. So I think that is something to consider uh, when we're talking about Frigidaire that as an American consumer, it's a brand with a reputation that do they have problems? Sure. Every, anybody who makes products is going to have problems and returns and misfires and all that. But I, I, I wouldn't have hesitated with Frigidaire. I would have just assumed it's good. It's going to be a good product. So, and I don't even remember the last time I saw a Frigidaire commercial. I don't, I don't think they even advertise, but they don't really have to, to maintain the market share that, and the mine market share that they have in the American consumer market. Very interesting. Interesting. interesting, So, Dave, we're going to wrap up this episode of TACFAN again. Thanks our sponsor, uh, MacSales.com. We encourage you guys to send us feedback. I actually have some from John Nemo that I have to uh, curate. I forgot about that. And we got something from Brandon as well. Um, But, uh, sorry, from Brendan, not Brandon. Uh, I'm going to save that for next week because it's all to do with uh, Apple's new OS and next week it, Apple's new OS should have been out so oh I'm looking forward to that yeah not the Mac OS I'm not upgrading my machine no uh, but my phone yeah because I want Google Maps and Waze and all the new apps that can talk to Apple CarPlay I want that right now uh, and I'm, I'm very interested in what they're going to do with the watch particularly as I now have an opportunity to go to the States in November and potentially pick one up there you go. So I'll we'll see you next week, David. See you then. Bye. Oh, by the way, guys, send us feedback. The show at techfanpodcast.com. Smooth. Bye. Bye.